Hey, this is Steve Allen. I'm the pastor of Destiny Christian Center in Laplace, Louisiana. I want to thank you for joining us today on the Discovering Your Destiny broadcast. I hope it builds your faith, helps you to grow in every area of your life. Enjoy this message. We are, I want to just get right into what we're dealing with. We're continuing our study on the book of Philippians. You can start turning your Bibles uh, to the book of Philippians. Uh, Last week we started the second chapter and uh, we only got through four verses. And I will tell you right now that we're not going to finish the second chapter tonight. Um, Let's just do a, a little review of what we dealt with on last week. Um, last week I told you that the theme of the second chapter of Philippians is spiritual unity. Uh, Now, uh, verse 1 talked about the basis for unity. In verse 2 we talked about the four specific ways that spiritual unity is manifested. And then in verses 3 and 4 we talked about the causes for disunity or division. And we, we kind of really zeroed in on one primary cause of disunity um, in any setting. If, if you show me disunity, whether it be in your family or whether it's in an organization, I will show you selfishness. I said uh, to every married couple, I could help you out tonight if you want to get rid of all your marital problems, get rid of selfishness. That, that's, that's the answer right there. And then we closed out last week talking about uh, what I want to call the master key to unity, and that is humility. We said last week, and I want you to listen to this, humility is forgetting self while serving others. Forgetting self while serving others. Now, I want to give you another definition of humility on tonight. And if you're writing, you can write this down. Humility is a proper biblical estimate of oneself. Humility is a proper biblical estimate of oneself. In other words... Humility is agreeing with God on what God has said to you about you. Did you get that? Now, now having said that, humility sometimes sounds like pride. When you agree with what God has said to you about you, sometimes it can sound like pride. I'll give you an example. Uh, years ago, the Lord said to me, you will do great things and you will always prevail. The Lord said that to me specifically. You will do great things and you will always prevail. So uh, when the Lord said that to me, I started saying, I will always win. I, I, I said, and I, I will repeat it, when the, death, when the dust settles, my hands will always be raised in victory. And I'm going to say it tonight. When the dust settles... My hand will always be raised in victory. I always win. Now, now, when I say that, 
it can sound like arrogance. But I don't say that because there's something great about me. I'm just agreeing with God. And, 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 and the basis of my confidence is not Steve. But the basis of my confidence is what God has said to me about me. Now, 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 now I said all that because this is important. Uh, because Jesus did the same thing. And, 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 and I'll show you in, in just a moment. Let's go to Philippians chapter 2. I'm going to read verses 5 through 11. A little reverb. Listen to what it says here. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Y'all see that? Who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation and took upon the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus... Every knee should bow. All things in heaven, all things in earth, and all things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now, now, verse 5 says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Now, the fact that it says, let this mind be in you, says that it's not automatic. In other words, it's possible for me to have another mind. It's possible for me to operate within my own mind. And I will tell you, whenever you see division in the church or in your home, it's because folk have their own minds. They're not allowing this mind to be in them. Now, what this verse is saying is, let this way of thinking be in you. Let this attitude be in you, or let this attitude govern you the way it governed Jesus. Now, 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 I want to say something to you. My my purpose for, for teaching verse by verse and these lessons is because I want to get you used to reading the Bible in context because you really get a better understanding of what's being said when you, you know, a lot of times we pick our favorite verse, but you need to see what it's saying before and after so you can understand what that verse is really saying. Uh, you see, when this verse says, let this mind be in you, I know when it says that, that it's speaking about something specific. I don't have to reach in the air and find out what he's talking about. Now, the definition of this mind is given to us in verses 2 through 4. Are you with me here? 
So he says, let this mind that we discussed last week, verses two through four, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, this mind of humility. So the definition is in verse two through four, but the illustration is in verses six through eight. So he gives us a definition and then he gives us a command. He says, now that I've given you the definition, now you let this mind. Being you, and now he's getting ready to give us an illustration of this mind. So, according to verse 5, we should have the mind of Christ. Wake your neighbor up and tell him, say, We should have the mind of Christ. And according to verses 2 through 4, the mind of Christ is selfless humility. The mind of Christ, according to verses 2 through 4, is denial or self-denial for the welfare of others. So when I operate in selfless humility, and when I operate in self-denial for the sake of others, I am then operating in the mind of Christ. Was that simple? I could really just go home right there. That's, that's enough right there to just go home. When I operate in self-denial for the sake of others, and when I operate in selfless humility, I am then operating in the mind of Christ. Let's look at verse number six. This is going to bless you. Who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Now, now, this verse has, has two parts. It has an A part and a B part. The A part is who being in the form of God. The B, the B part is thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Now, To understand the A part of this verse, you've got to understand that it's talking about possession. Plus God. Another translation says, he who was always, who who has always been God by nature. In other words, before he came to earth, he was God. When you read the Bible and, 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 and it says, let us make man, Jesus was there. Are y'all with me here? The Amplifier said he possesses the fullness of the attributes which made God, God. So Jesus, say this with me. Jesus Jesus has always been God. God. Now, the words being in the form of God means that when Jesus Christ stepped down from eternity into time, and took on human flesh, he didn't cease from being God. Oh, you got to get a night. In other words, he got before he can, God before he can, he got to hang. was before he came in. So, and he's God. The expression of his deity as something selfishly to be held on to. I want to read this verse for you in the Amplified. 
It says, who although being essentially one with God and in the form of God, possessing the fullness of the attributes which made God God, did not think this equality with God was a thing to be eagerly grasped or retained. Now, now look at verse number, verse number seven. This, this is going to help you right here. But made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Now, I want you to listen to this. Everything that Jesus did here on earth that we should do, he did it as a man and not God. In other words, he surrendered his right to function on earth as God. You see, when Jesus was here physically, he was not omnipresent. Stay with me. He could only be in one place at a time. When he was here physically, he was not operating in omniscience. When he was here physically, and in other words, he can read folks' minds. When he was here physically, he was not operating in omnipotence. But pastor, wait a minute now. That don't sound right. What about when he he, he wouldn't talk to that woman at the well and Jesus told her, you've had five husbands and the one you got now ain't yours. How in the world could he do that? He didn't do that because he was operating as God. But what he was doing was he was operating in the gifts of the spirit. He knew that by the word of knowledge. And what I'm trying to tell you is he was doing something that we can do. See, you know, a lot of times when we look at Jesus and we said when he was here on earth, oh, Jesus did this and Jesus did that. But he was the son of God and he operated as God when he was here. When Jesus was here, he operated as a man anointed by the Holy Spirit and what you saw him do. You tell your neighbor, you're supposed to be doing it too. Okay, all right, Pastor. I, I can almost go with you on that. But, but Jesus was walking on the water. Peter did too. Yeah, he, but, okay, well, I got you now, Pastor. Bible says he took two fish and five loaves of bread and fed over 5,000 people. Well, guess what? He didn't do that as God. It was the working of miracles. It was supernatural increase, what you're supposed to be doing now. I know some folk that had uh, the equivalent of two fish and five barley loaves of bread as it relates to money and paid bills. Oh, y'all ain't here with me. That they weren't supposed to pay. So what he did, we are supposed to, oh God, come on, sit down, Steve, sit down, Steve, because I'm trying to, I'm, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta calm down. He didn't do it as God, but he did it as a man. See, if he was down there operating as a God and he tells me to do what he did, I wouldn't have a chance. That's why he said, In John 14 and 12, he that believeth on me, 
the works, get this, that I do, shall he do also. And then he went on to say, and greater works than those shall he do because I go to my father. Now, now, what you have to understand, when he says greater works, he's not talking about greater in quality, but greater in quantity. Because when he was here physically, he could only be in one place at a time. But now that he's gone to the Father and the Holy Spirit has come, we are all anointed to do the same thing that he did when he was here physically. You're supposed to be laying hands on the sick and they're supposed to recover. You're supposed to be laying hands on folk that's blind and they're supposed to see. But you will never do this if you don't know that you are anointed to do it. Oh God. When Jesus and I please get this when Jesus was here physically he did not operate as God but a man anointed by the spirit of God. He he waived his right to the expression of deity. Now, he didn't waive his right to the possession of deity. And see, that's what made him humble. Because he didn't waive his right to the the possession, but he did of the expression. He still had the power to do it. Oh God, he was just humble. You, you, okay, okay, prove it to you. You remember when Peter cut off the ear of the servant named Malchus? Jesus said to Peter, put that sword away, boy. He says, don't you know that if I wanted to, I could call down 12 legions of angels? But I, I'm not going to do that because the scriptures won't be fulfilled, but I can if I wanted to. Oh Lord. So he, he, he waived his right to express deity even though he possessed it. And now he's saying, let this mind be in you. Now the rest of that seventh verse says, he took upon himself the form of a servant. Now, because of his possession of deity, he really had the right to be worshipped. But he laid that right aside so he could serve. Oh, I'm trying to go somewhere. Have you noticed that when Jesus was here physically, he wasn't trying to get folk to glorify him? He would heal folk and just walk away. He would heal folk and say, look, don't y'all tell nobody. Because what he was doing was he was serving. Now the question is, what about you? Do you do what you do because you want to be seen? Oh, God. are, Are you trying to do great exploits to build up your name? Let this mind be in you, which was also, if anybody should have been praised, it should have been him. But he wasn't looking for praise, he was looking for somebody that he could help. 
And now he says to us, let this mind. You know, I, I was, I, we had a leadership meeting last night. And uh, I said to our leaders, the way for you to really be a good leader is serve. Ooh, that didn't go over well. We talked about Jesus last night and, and, and the son of the living God. Washing feet. Here we are, we get a little title. We get a little position in church and we forget about the fact that we're all servants. Oh, I'm going to have you say something that you probably never said before. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, I'm a servant. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm going to call on my life. There's no call on your life any greater than the call to be a servant. Oh, Lord. When you meet the Father, he ain't going to be talking about your title. Well, Reverend Steve. Well, Pastor Steve. Well, Bishop so-and-so. Well, Apostle. No, he's going to be addressing folk as servants. And let me tell you something. The greatest title that you can have is servant. Mm, mm. I'm almost ready to change the sign outside. Steve O'Allen, servant. That's the greatest title that we can have. Let me hear you say it again. I'm a servant. Y'all getting sleepy now. The greatest title you can have is a servant. All I want to do is serve Jesus could have been worship and was worthy of it. But it wasn't worship hungry. Man, we, 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 we do anything. We, look, man, we do anything. And folk don't say anything about it, we'll stop doing it. Oh, they don't talk about folk that won't do anything unless I know about it. That's a, that's a whole different story right there. Oh, no, is Pastor going to be around? Is he going to know? Are you you going to let him know that I did this? You're doing it for the wrong reason. That, you're, you're doing it to be worshipped. You have to get a mind of a servant. Like this mind. Being you. Look at verse number eight. Look at verse number eight. And being found in fashion as a man, listen to this, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Now, now notice it says, and I want you to get this, he humbled himself. Humility is your responsibility. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Now, I know I messed somebody's prayer life up. I heard people praying, Lord, humble me. Lord, I'm asking you, and, and hooping with it, I'm just asking you today if you would just humble me. Make me humble, Lord. That's a waste of time. That's a waste of time. Humility is your responsibility. 
humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. In other words, this is something that you can do on purpose. Mm, mm, mm. This is simple, but it's profound. Tell this to somebody. Say the way up is down. See, we should not exalt ourselves, but we should be serving folk. Then and only then will God exalt you. See, if I want God to exalt me, I don't pursue exaltation. But if I want God to exalt me, I pursue humility and I pursue opportunities to serve. Nobody should have to beg you to serve because the way up is down. Now, because Jesus humbled himself, look what happened in verse verse nine. Well, God also have highly exalted him. And given him a name which is above every name. Let me read the Amplified for you. Therefore, because he stooped so low, God has highly exalted him and has freely bestowed on him the name that is above every name. God says, since you are humbling yourself, I'm going to exalt you. Now look at verses uh, 10 and 11. That at the name of Jesus... Every knee should bow, listen to this, of things in heaven, of things in earth, and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, hallelujah to God, to the glory of God the Father. Every knee shall bow in heaven, that's angels. In earth, that's man, and under the earth, that's demons. So his name carries clout in three worlds. Because he humbled himself, God raised him up, and now there is no name greater than his, and there's no name better than his. Now, 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 now let me wrap this up. Let me wrap this up. Let me wrap this up. I've got to let this mind be in me. Just two and six. You have it? And have raised who? Come on, you don't have it yet. You don't have it yet. I'm going to let you get it. I'm going to let you get it. Ephesians two and six. And hath raised who? He has raised who? Now, see, that's enough right there to get excited about because in us, that means I'm included. And have raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He raised us. So, so. When Jesus went up, us went up. 
Oh, wait, 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 dude. Wait, go to, go to John 14 and 14. Go to John 14 and 14 real quick. I'm shutting it down right here. You have it, John 14 and 14? Look what he says here. If Now, Jesus is speaking. If ye shall ask anything in my, what? I might do it. So, wait, now, God raised Jesus up and gave him a name that's above all names. And because I'm in Christ, I'm now in that same exalted position in Christ. And now his name, the Bible says that we read, his name has power in heaven. Oh, God. His name has power on earth. His name has power under the earth. His name carries clout with angels. His name carries clout with men. And demons have to respect his name. Now, now, now. In John 14 and 14, it tells me that I've been given the power of attorney. To use that name. So the powerful attorney says that when I use that name, that's just like him talking. So so I have I have now power in heaven. That means I have power with angels. Oh my God, my kids were leaving the other day, and I told angels, now y'all go with them. Because I have power with angels. I said, I want you to go with them and bring them back home safe. I have power on earth, with, which means that men have to bow. So I ain't worried about nobody trying to do anything to me because they got to bow to the name of Jesus. And then I have power. I have power under the earth. That means that a demon's got to listen to what I say. You ain't going to take over my home. You're not going to take my marriage and you won't have my kids because I have power in the name of Jesus. power in three worlds. Will you look at somebody and tell them I'm bad. His name is above all names. Heaven respects his name. Earth respects his name. And hell has got to respect his name. And let me tell you something. Let me look at this now. So even on earth, when I'm dealing with men that you know that, that may not like me or may not try to help me, I, I let me in Jesus' name. Breaking my house. You gotta go in the name of Jesus. Somebody said. In the name of Jesus, after the name of Smith and Wesson. <laughs> but, but, but I've been given, I've been given power 
give you, if we go down to the law office and I give you power of attorney to use my name, when people see you, they, they see me. They're going to treat you, Lord Jesus. They're going to treat you like you are me. You go into a place, you want to go buy a car, as long as you got the power of attorney, you can buy that car in my name. You can go down, you can go down to Saks and open up an account, as long as you got the power of attorney, you can open up in my name. Don't do that, but you can open that up in my name because you've been given authority to use it. Oh, God. Now, just think about the fact that when the devil sees me now, he don't see me, but he sees Jesus. So when I talk in the name of Jesus, he ain't looking at me, but he's looking at Jesus. Oh, God. Oh, God. See, see, you don't know who you are. I'm trying to get you to understand who you are. You're walking around here living beneath your privileges because you're not using what you've been given. We've been given a name that is above every name. Yeah, it's above Obama. It's It's above any name. At the name of Jesus, every knee. When we were, when we were, listen, listen, listen. Y'all sit down. Y'all getting me excited. When we, it's getting hot in here now. Look, when we were negotiating for that land on the interstate, and they had a man who I thought was the owner of the land, and uh, he and I didn't get along well. They were, they, were, they, was, they were asking for, uh, you know, a certain price of the land. Well, I'm not going to give you what you're asking for the land. We're going to negotiate. That's what I do. <laughs> so we're, we're negotiating. We're going back and forth. That's what, you're spending that kind of money? That's what you do. You don't just go say, all right, I'll take it. So we start negotiating. And he got mad because he didn't like negotiating. And he said to me, now look, you people, whoa. You people starting to get on my nerves. You people. And I'll be honest with you. I spoke in tongues. With no interpretation needed. But listen. Negotiating with the man because we were at a place where, look, man, you bringing me, you bringing me back to where I came from. You, you, you trying to bring me back to Holly Grove? So, 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 we we stopped talking, and I got mad. I I mean, I got mad. I didn't even want to talk to the man because, you know, I'm Steve Allen. Dude, that way, man, I, I bought stuff. I, 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 you know, I, my name used to be messed up, but I got a good name now. My credit used to be tore up, but you know God repaired it. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, yeah, I'm the guy that, that signed for all this, this stuff around here on just my signature. God repaired it. So, now, I'm, you know, I mean, you don't handle me like that. 
But you know what? He had no respect for my name. So you know what I had to do? I had to back off and start using the name that everybody's got to respect. Oh, God. And I didn't deal with him. I didn't deal with him anymore. I just started using that name. Now, look, this, this thing got to happen in the name of Jesus. We had stopped negotiating. I took my spiritual father. We went over there and stood on the land. And he said, now, in the name of Jesus. I'm trying to look, look somewhere else. He said, this is it right here, son, in the name of Jesus. And let me tell you something. When we got finished using that name, the real owner ended up calling us back and said, now, look, I know this little foolish man you've been dealing with made you mad, but I want you to know that we're ready to deal with you. And when we got through dealing with them, we got the land for half of what they were asking for. There's power in the name of Jesus in heaven, on earth. Oh, God. Oh, I'm, I'm, well, I'm telling you, the devil been on my trail. Oh, the devil been on my trail. I just been, oh, he wear me out. The de- Every time I look around, the devil been on my trail. Well, you got power over the devil. Turn around and you get on his trail. Now, you got to go, devil. You ain't going to run nothing here. I'm running. If you will ask anything, what does anything mean? Anything, anything, anything. Are there any limits on anything? See, you've been thinking too small. Mm, Lord have mercy. You've been thinking too small. He said, if you ask. Somebody shout, anything. You mean to tell me I can have real joy? You mean to tell me my kids can be saved? You mean to tell me my marriage can be repaired? If you want it. two minutes. I, I, this morning, my mother was leaving to go out of town. And I, I was looking at her and I said, look at this woman. 77 years young. Now, my mother came and, and lived with us how many years ago? 11 years ago. I had to get her because if I didn't get her back then, she would have been gone a long time ago. But I got her 
and, 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 and change her environment and start speaking the word over her life. She looks younger now than she did when I got her 11 years ago. And I'm looking at her today. We done spoke that word over her life in the name of Jesus and spoke life into her. I said, look, my mama had on jeans. <laughs> she had on her little sunglasses. She said, baby, I'm getting ready to get on this plane and I'll call you when I get on the other side. I said, going on, girl, with your bad self. See, but you, 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 you ought to be able, you can look at your, your relatives and say, now look, you got to line up in the name of Jesus. I speak life over you. Because he said, we can ask what? Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, there's just a few things I'd love for you to do. First, subscribe to our show. That way, the most recent episode will be in your feed. Secondly, if this ministry has impacted you and you'd like to help us to continue to reach others, visit our website at destinychristian.org slash radio. That's destinychristian.org slash radio. I'll see you next time on Discovering Your Destiny with Steve Allen.